The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hey, it's Rob here now. I'm feeling pretty guilty at the moment. Uh, I often feel this guilt in this situation. Um, I've just come off a one-to-one coaching call with someone uh, and I was quite brutal with them. And I'm going to explain why uh, and some of the things we covered and why I think you really need to know this. So I was having a one-to-one coaching call while doing a workout at the same time, hence the gym gear. And this person, his wife has a health business. Uh, and so she does retreats once a year. Uh, and, you know, it's a fairly fledgling business. So I guess they've only done one or two. And he said that they don't make any money on them. You know, like like you're not allowed to, uh, like it's wrong to. Uh, and they do a lot of work and a lot of marketing. And they tend to have clients who um, want to do long term payment plans. And they struggle to get in all the money, even for um you know, one retreat a year for eight people. Uh, and then I said, how much is it? Uh, and he said, 1500 quid. And um, yeah, my jaw hit the floor. And I was like, OK, so how, how long is this for? Is it like an hour's retreat? And he said, no, it's uh, a week. And I said, where is it? And he said, in Ibiza. And I said, please don't tell me that you also come of cover some of their expenses in it. And he went, yeah, we cover all of their accommodation and all of their food. And I was just like, mate, this has got to stop. Um, And yeah, I was pretty brutal. I think I made up with them at the end. Obviously, you know, I wanted to give, I wanted to help. Um, So I think I came from the right space. But a few things about this. So here are some of the objections and belief restrictions in this area. So, you know, it's the health industry. So people don't pay huge amounts of monies for retreats. Um, we've looked into all the competitors and all the other people are charging the same kind of money. My wife hasn't been doing it very long. She's not like a, a big perceived expert. Um, and so there's all these objections and doubts as to why it shouldn't be more than 1500 quid. But 1500 quid for a week with paying for food and expenses is probably going to be net about 600 quid per person. You're not even going to cover expenses. You're going to be in um, negative margin. So number one is you are allowed to make a profit. In fact, it is your obligation as a business, as a company to make a profit. If you don't make a profit, you're insolvent. Being in trending insolvently is illegal. You can actually go to prison for that. Um, and if you are insolvent or unprofitable, then you can't create new products and services for new people. You can't deliver on products and services you've promised to existing people, uh, and therefore your business doesn't work. So, you, you know, like, this is no business is a charity. You're allowed to make a good, fair profit margin. S- sustainably, over a long period of time, you're allowed to make 20%. When you start, you're allowed to make 50%. When you've been going for... 30, 40 years and you're turning over billions, you might make 3%, but you're allowed to make a good lump of money, number one. So the next thing is, oh, we've looked into all the other competitors uh, and, um, you know, they're all charging that much. Well, that's like being a cow and going in this fence full of cows and looking at all the other cows and going, oh, well, the, the, the only animal on the planet is a cow. When in reality, there is millions of different types of animals. 
So um, I said to um, this person I was coaching, I want to keep it confidential because I haven't got their permission to talk about this. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not naming them. Therefore, that's OK. Um, uh, in fact, I think they'll probably be happy I've done this episode on it. So um, I go to uh, my son, my son and daughter go to a private school. Uh, and virtually every mum at that private school could afford to pay double or quadruple what this um, nutrition business are charging for their, their, their retreats. There are plenty of mums who just look after their children full time, who maybe, you know, uh, could do with some nutritional help or a retreat. Maybe they're not as fit and as healthy as they could be. Or there are plenty of mums who do yoga already and who are fit and healthy and who want to be more fit and healthy. When you infiltrate one, you infiltrate them all um, because, you know, they all tend to know each other very well. It's easy to spot who the wealthy ones are. Well, pretty much all of them, because you just look at the cars that they get out of. Um, you know, there are celebrity mums. You know, I said to this person, Oprah Winfrey is not going to be your client because she's going to think that 1500 quid is way too cheap. And she'd probably pay 150 grand for the right kind of retreat for for a week in the right kind of place. So, you know, they, they, they are perceiving by the, the, comp the competitors that they're looking at. They're only looking at the base, you know, smallest competitors. They're not looking at the whole market. So when you're pricing your products and services, you've got to look at the whole market. Don't be a cow going in, in, in a small fence full of cows and assume that that's the only business out there. Um, I interviewed on my Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast, Martin Fry, who co-founded Urvec, the watch manufacturer. Now, they make watches for hundreds of thousands of pounds. Now, if you wear a Casio, you think, well, the only watch is a Casio and Timex and whatever. But there are watches. There are there are huge watch companies, Grubel and Forsey, Odemars, Piguet, Jacob and Co., Urvec, you know, like um, Rescence. They make watches at 15, 20, 50, 100, 200 and 500,000 pounds. Patek make watches for a million pounds. Now, someone who buys a 50 grand watch is quite easy to target. So this was the next thing. Um, that, that I covered with the, with the client. Uh, well, you know, I don't really know where or who to target. Well, until you're clear who your ideal client avatar is, then you're going to have no idea who to target. So I, I suggested to this person that why don't they target busy, affluent mums? You know, not 17 year old single mums. Nothing wrong with that. But that's a different market. You target busy, affluent mums or mums of successful business people or successful mumpreneurs. These are the people that you target. And that's easy. You just put that into your communication. So if I was Odemars Piguet or um, Urverk and I was making watches from 50 grand to 5 million quid, um, I would target people who've got three watches or more. I would target people who buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis. You know, I would target people who um, are on all the rich list um, groups on Facebook and follow all the rich listers on Instagram, etc. And subscribe to all the affluent magazines and go to the boat shows and maybe do a joint venture with Sunseeker or, or you know, or high end um Stereo manufacturer, you know, like when um, Range Rovers and Porsches and stuff like that, um, the higher end models do um, joint ventures. So, yeah, you know, you can get an upgrade to a Bose, but then you can get Meridian and you can get um, Burmester. Um, you can get name in a, uh, a, a, Roll, uh, a Bentley. So, that, so, you know, like name know that if they put Hi-Fi in a Bentley and Meridian uh, and Burmester put uh, high end Hi-Fi in a 150 grand car, the person who's driving that car is probably going to go and buy a Meridian or, or a name Hi-Fi system, which would probably be 15 or 20 grand. So with your business and your pricing, you attract who you're targeting. And if you're not targeting, targeting anyone, you'll probably attract the, custom, the customers who want a tenner for a fiver. Now, here's the thing. 
The only thing that's stopping you doing it is that you perceive you'll have no more clients. You perceive that there aren't people out there that will pay the money. So what you do is attract the people who want a tenner for a fiver. Now, with those clients, they're the hardest to admin. They take the most amount of time to deal with. They are where most of your complaints come from. And they are the biggest stress on your overhead because all the time and admin and the resource that you have to put into keeping them happy, even though that you kind of never make them happy, um, that's all has an overhead cost. So as soon as you get rid of those clients and you get the more affluent client who goes, yeah, I'll pay up front. Don't worry about it. Yeah, just send the details to my PA as long as you know, she'll, she'll book all the flights and the accommodation, blah, blah, blah. They're the, they're the easier clients to deal with. So you know what? The world isn't just what you see. The prices that you charge aren't the, the, the maximum price ceiling of prices that, that there could be charged. Now, some people say to me, oh, well, Rob, I'm an accountant or I'm a surveyor or I have this widget. Um, and they say, you can't go over that price. Well, Show me any industry um, where there's not one particular type of business um, that hasn't busted the price ceiling. And I'll, I'll look into it for you. I'll get my researcher to look into it, to it for you. And I think I could prove to you that there are. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Hairdressing. So, you know, 12, 15 quid might be for a haircut, a basic haircut in Peterborough. 30 or 40 or 50 quid might be for a, a, a women's cut. I'm pretty much out of touch. Mine's eight quid. Look at it. <laughs> it's probably worth about four quid. Um, there is a, a hairdresser who uh, gets flown out by the Sultan of Brunei to do his hair and he gets paid £5,000 plus travel uh, and uh, expenses. Hmm. So for every widget that costs 50 quid, there's someone who charges 500 quid, five grand, 50 grand, 500 grand. Um, you know, phones, you can get cheap phones and Apple just bought out their um, most expensive phone, which is 1400 quid, 1400 quid for a phone. Do you remember when you could get a phone for free as long as you took out the 12 month contract? And now Apple are charging 1200 quid. And, pe- you know, people who aren't, haven't got the money and can't afford it are buying 1400 quid phones or 41449. Ben's just said that on the Facebook Live at the same time as I said it. Good timing, Ben. So I challenge you to increase your price ceiling. Um, so I've got a record deck over there. Now, the cartridge, uh, a standard cartridge, which is the needle, might cost you 15 or 20 quid. Koetsu make, Koetsu make one for 10 grand. The little needle on the box is about that big. They make a 10 grand cartridge when the normal one might be 15 quid. Now, how many of them do you have to sell to make a good profit margin? Not many. And you can make them by hand and you can attract really good quality of clients and customers. Clothing. You can buy clothing in Primark or you can buy clothing that's thousands and thousands of pounds. I wanted to buy a, a new pair of trainers. Um, and I was thinking, you know, like an expensive pair might be 150 quid. I'm out of touch. I went on farfetch.com, which is where I buy a lot of my clothes online. Uh, and I searched trainers and I put highest first. There's some trainers for 12,000 quid. You know, like there's, there's some Nike trainers for five grand. Nike trainers. Oh, but it's a, it's a brand endorsement with Off-White or it's a limited edition or whatever. I wouldn't wear a pair of 12 grand trainers. I'd put them in a safe. I'd just look at them. But a 12 grand for a pair of trainers that you could probably get for 30 quid that does the same thing. I know what business I'd rather be in. I'd rather be in the business, which, yes, is slightly lower volume, but it's higher margin, higher prices with higher quality of clients. So I challenge you to, one, readdress your customer avatar, your ideal client, to be specific about the kind of clients that you want to attract and then put your prices up. Now, I always say to people the easiest way to double your money is to put your prices up. Now, you can double if if your product is a grand and you make 200 quid. If you put your product up 20 percent, so to 1200 quid, you've actually doubled your profit because your profit's gone from 200 quid to 400 quid. So putting your prices up 20 percent can double your profits and make them 100 percent higher. 
that's pretty cool. And, and that's not that hard to do. And all your current overhead and all your costs, fixed and variable, are factored into your current prices. So when you put your prices up, as long as there's not a dramatic increase in marketing, there's virtually no extra cost for that extra um, margin. Now think about this. Like, if I said to you, double your prices, you'd worry about it. Well, you know, all that'll probably happen is for a bit, it'll be a bit harder. You'll repel some of your worst clients. You'll start noticing that the world brings you more affluent clients because Oprah Winfrey would not pay 1500 quid, including the expenses for a week's retreat. She'd assume that that's full of cockroaches. Um, she'd assume that the person doesn't know what they're talking about because that's how she would perceive it. And of course, you know, yeah, OK, she might pay 150 grand for a retreat, but other people might not. But other people would pay five grand or 10 grand. Um, they, would, they wouldn't even bat an eyelid about that. Um, but if you have some kind of phobia or internal um, issues around banging your prices up because it relates to your self-worth or you don't believe you're credible or whatever, um, then I think that's the reason you should do it. But I challenge you to do it a different way. Uh, I would incrementally increase your prices. So I'd use the price escalation model. So back eight years ago when I launched my first um, mastermind program. So it was like a year long mastermind where Mark and I were your property mentors. It was two grand plus that and you got us as your personal mentors. Uh, and then what we did was it went up to two, two, then two, five, then three, then three, five, then four, then four, five. And now it's 50,000 pounds and there's a waiting list. It's probably sold out for the next six months. But I didn't go from two grand to 50 grand. And of course, in those seven years, I've built a lot of credibility. I've bought more than 700 houses, I've, you know, built a brand, got well known. But what I started to notice at a certain point, uh, and that might have been when it was five grand, or 10 grand, I can't remember exactly. I, just, I was like, wow, I'm starting to get some affluent clients. You know, this person's got a few hundred grand in the bank to invest. Whereas when I first started, I was only attracting people who were putting the money on the credit card and wanted to do no money down deals or joint ventures. So um, like, as you increase your prices, your ideal clients appear because you've been repelling them because your prices are too low. If you said to me, hey, Rob, do you want to buy this Casio watch for 30 quid? No, because it's too cheap. And I'm sure in certain areas of your life where you have like a higher discerning taste, sounded like a bit of a snob when I said that, but you know what I mean, in areas where you value things, um, you might want to live in a certain area which is higher than a certain area. You might want a certain car that's higher than a certain car because we all um, you know, have higher values in different areas of our lives. So start nudging your prices up incrementally. So the first thing you do is um, when you get to the VAT threshold, you add the VAT. Um, the second thing you do is you take all the expenses out and I'd probably start banging it up 20% incrementally, then redoing your marketing, then attracting the clients, and then giving yourself the evidence and then going up 20%, 20%, 20%. I just realised I just literally blurted at you. Blah! for like 15 minutes. But yeah, that's kind of how I do it. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.